0: The Dad University Podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University Podcast, episode 223.
1: Yes. That's a gonna, lot. It's a lot. We're gonna keep sighing after. I know. What when we reach a thousand,
0: how are you doing today? Good, good, good. Yeah, keeping keeping it real, as they say. Keeping it one hundred. <laughs> Isn't that what the kids are saying? Yeah.
1: I've seen that. That's oh, a lot of touch. You know, it's so. funny. There's an emoji that has 100, Oh yeah. you know, and it's like, it's on our, our Slack My channel. My daughter's
0: the emoji. She, she has emoji everything. I think I remember I told you she had like an emoji birthday party. Oh, how funny. So she now has emoji sheets and comforters on her bed along with all the stuffed animals. That's and cute. then we have an emoji bathroom. Like oh it's literally the decorations in the bathroom. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like cute, but no. as long as they're mostly smiles, I'm sure it's going to yeah, go out of no style soon. And I'll have to buy or something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, we have a poop emoji, uh plunger. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> That's of funny. pretty good. It yeah. makes sense. No, there's a couple things that are pretty applicable. Anyways, uh, today's episode is named reducing your child's anxiety. This is a big one. Uh, and a serious one too is, it, you know, I think nearly all kids experience some form of anxiety Mm -hmm. when they're young and, and probably the most common is, is named separation anxiety. Yeah. So separation anxiety, usually what maybe between like one and three. And it's like, they get really, really upset sometimes. I mean, to the point of like, you know, complete terror when they see mom or dad leave, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and being separated from them. Um, it's not just like getting upset. It's like terror. Like yeah. it, they're, you know, they, they can't even imagine it. And it's crazy. So I'm not dealing with just that. Um, we're going to talk about sort of, you know, anxiety in general as your toddler or child, you know, continues to grow and gets mm-hmm. a little older and sort of maybe some tex- techniques. techniques. And, and these are things too, that can help us. Right. You know, I mean, it's, as an adult, you can benefit from these, but sure. Um, you know, children's anxiety can be, you know, pretty crippling.
1: And it's, it kind of amplifies because you're a kid and you don't understand everything. You know, I think, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, the world's new to you. So things are a lot bigger deal than they are when you're an adult. And even then as an adult, you're still trying to deal with it.
0: And I'll preface this is, you know, I'm going to go over some things of like some common anxiety, you know, when you're dealing with sort of common anxiety, Hmm. if your child has severe anxiety. Yeah, I, I I would seek therapy yeah, and, yeah. and, and seek a specialist or somebody that can really help. Yeah. I mean, either way, you know, taking them to a therapist can be helpful because you can, you know, learn techniques and learn things. I wouldn't wait. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something that as the child is able to communicate and sort of, un, you know, helping them understand sort of what they're experiencing, it can be really beneficial. So, uh, you know, not that I don't love comments, you know, but I don't want somebody saying, say, well, you don't know. Mine's yeah, way worse yeah. than what you're talking. Sure. And yeah. I I totally respect yeah. that and understand that yeah. we're talking about, you know, just children getting scared and children having some heightened anxiety, which which happens and is very calm, common um, and just some things that you can do to do that. So first, I'd ask the question for you, Alan, do you remember any anxieties and such that you had as a kid. I, I remember, you know, you've talked about somewhat talking about being quiet, yeah. You know, being very, very shy. Was that an anxiety for you? Yeah. Did you
1: feel like for sure? I mean, going to school even sometimes was because I didn't know how kids reacted and I felt, um, you know, pressured and I didn't know I wasn't one of the cool kids. So as a, as a child, did I you know all that? Yeah. At the time? Yeah. I didn't. I you knew how to interpret that. I didn't know it was called anxiety, but I knew that I was like, oh, I'm worried about these things. And we bullied or Yeah. Yeah. Last name's Bush. Of course, I was bullied. Oh, yeah. But, you know. After a while, I just kind of learned to ignore it in a weird way, and I kind of, you know, eventually just kind of got over it. But there was no one really there to coach me through all that stuff, and so it was really difficult. It's easier for you to be quiet. And the thing is, like, bullied when I was a kid versus bullied now. I don't know. I feel like it's everybody was well. I feel like I was picked on on some level. I was picked on, but I had friends, and it wasn't like a social outcast and a pariah. But you know, it's always there's some level of anxiousness going to a place that you're not with your family you're with a bunch of people that either Do you remember what ages like you felt that? oh yeah i would say i would say the most is probably um between it was like pre-teen Okay. Because so you're you, a little bit older. Well, yeah, because the, the, the age, the size discrepancy between kids is vastly different. Yeah. You have some kids who are shaving <laughs> at 12. And then there's some kids who are look like me and they were little you know, at, right. the t- at the time. I had a growth spurt when I was like 16. Right. Yeah. When I was 14 years old, I was still like girls and guys were getting taller than me. And I had a few friends that were around my range and there's some kids shorter. But like then... I was like, I felt like, oh my God, like, what is going on here? And, you know, but that didn't make a big deal. I remember it though, when I got out of that, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute. I'm A, taller, B, I got bigger because I was left weights. So it prompted me to be more fit. It had right. nothing to do with it being healthy. It had more to do with like, I don't feel like getting picked on anymore. Right. So, and I'm also like, I, I want some vanity. Yeah. And so, so some level just got turned into positive. So
0: I, yeah. I guess you, you know, as you grew a little bit older, I, you know, part of this is as, as a parent, it's, you know, how to deal with the, with, you know, when they're coming out of being a toddler and they're sort of in that four, five, six, seven. Age. Yeah, that's where there's this a lot of anxieties and fears. Yeah. And you're saying separation
1: anxiety. And I think I had that, too, because I went to a new school at six. Oh wow! From, okay. But not only new school well, I was, that'll do it. I moved across country <laughs> and yeah. went into a new state, in a new school, in a new environment. That's hard. And I, you know, slightly different from everybody. So it's like a that's a whole other set of anxiety. I hadn't had that when I was like six, seven
0: years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's and here's the thing. I mean, the anxieties can be like you said from settings, like go, you know, moving or going yeah. to a new place. Yeah, they can be objects. You know, yeah. even just having anxiety about objects or being around people. Um, I know animals. You know, kind of like a fear of dogs oh, or yeah. fear of cat. You know, whatever. I mean, um, sounds. I mean, even you know, many younger kids will have you know real big sensitivities to yeah. to sound mm-hmm. and you know that. So you know, what do we do as parents? I mean, obviously, we don't want. What I will say is, we don't want to completely eliminate all of the anxieties that are around our child mm-hmm. because you know our job is obviously we want to keep them safe that's i mean that is our job mm-hmm. but eliminating everything doesn't allow them to overcome it mm-hmm. You know, and, and allow them to manage the process themselves. So as as they be get a little bit older, we want them to be able to overcome things and eventually be able to manage these things yeah. so that it doesn't continue as they get older. I mean, if you're the the lawnmower parent or, you know, whatever, some of those parenting t- uh, styles that we talked about. Oh, yeah. where yeah, helicopter you, parent. Helicopter and lawnmower, where you literally eliminate all the problems around your child so mm. they can just skate through it. Yeah. That's not going to help them. Right. So we want to make sure, yes, we are going to coach them or we're going to assist them in some way. But I think there's other things that we can do that'll be more beneficial and that they can, they can learn to overcome it themselves. Right. So I'm going to go through a couple of tips and, you know, we'll talk about them as they go. Um, the first one is to teach. And like I, I also mentioned, this also helps us mm. <laughs> uh, teach them breathing. And or meditation. Mm -hmm. So learning techniques like a breathing technique to be able to calm yourself is very, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and even at a very young age, learning, breathing can be beneficial. And so um, I recall my wife and I teaching our son because he would get worked up over some things. And what we would do is we'd say, you know, smell the air, like smell, smell a rose Mm -hmm. and then blow out a candle. And so they right. understood that as like, you know, sucking the air in with his nose as if yeah. you're smelling a flower and then breathing it out as if you're blowing out a candle. Mm-hmm. And so we would say that over and over again when saying, hey, when you get start feeling, um, you know, this sort of heightened sense of energy like that in a, in a bad way, mm-hmm. you know, try to do that. And so we would I remember doing that and that was helpful. Yeah. So, you know, in breathing. It has this calming effect. And then the meditation part is the meditation is not in the situation. In other words, you learn to meditate and you learn to calm yourself down, which actually then when you are in these other states, assists you in bringing yourself down. That makes sense. It's not in the moment. You're like, okay, I'm going to meditate. It's very hard to meditate when you're at a heightened state of anxiety. So that's not going to help, but um, it assists (laughs) in being able to sort of go back to your brain and that memory and saying, okay, what did I do to calm myself down? Right. I was breathing. I have to breathe and calm down. So second thing is you as the parent need to remain calm. So, what happens, too, is that when we see our children getting worked up, we often get worked up, too. And for many reasons. One, it can be embarrassing. Sure. I mean, that's the worst scenario. Um, the other is we just it, it doesn't feel good to see your child like that and you start worrying about it. Yeah. You know, you see your child be in a frenzy. You get kind of worked up, too. And so it's very, very important for you to keep calm mm. and. You know, the child is going to feed off of you from the baby age on. They're going to feed off of you. So it's very important for you to remain calm. Yeah. Um, the third one, let them know that it's OK to fail. And so what I mean by this and this applies, you know, typically maybe as a child gets older Um. We want to be very clear with our child that it doesn't matter whether they win or lose or whether they get to the top or whatever is causing the anxiety. Um, One of the examples I would give is because I I recall seeing a bunch of kids do this is is as a climbing tower, Mm. you know, like a rock wall. And I could see how much anxiety Mm. this gave kids. We did this at one of the camps. Now there's, of course there's children, no problem, you know, go up, but other children, absolutely. It caused terror. Yeah. You know, the idea of climbing up this mountain, you know, this huge high thing, they looked up, it was like three stories high, yeah, right. you know, no way I'm not, you know, just <laughs> kids crying. Yeah. Other ones thinking it's the best thing in the world. Yeah. And so the child may not want to do it because they think one, they have to get to the top. Right. And two, they're a failure if they don't. Mm-hmm. And that'll just keep them because it's like, well, if I don't do it, I'm going to be a failure. And I see all these other kids doing it, and, you know, whatever. So one of the things I would suggest, and and this has worked, is to say, you know what? Why don't you just try and see how far you can go? Yeah. That's it. However far you're comfortable. you It's up to you. You know, and they might say, well, I don't want to do it, you know? Yeah say well i i think you can and i think it's worth trying and you you only need to go as far as that you want to go yeah. you know so it's that the idea of enc- encouraging them which is number 4 um encouraging them so now this is there's a caveat here is that you don't want to push too hard encouragement is different than pushing yeah um but in that example of of the you know the tower i saw kid or I saw parents pushing their kids Over and over when it was very clear that their kids didn't want to do it. Uh. So that's where this line is, is because you do want to encourage them and push them a little bit, but not to the point where they're going to like it's instilling more fear right. because now they're feeling like they're disappointing you. Yeah. They feel like, Oh oh my, you know, my mom or dad wants me to do this and I'm not going to do it. Now I'm a loser. You know, there's all kinds of stuff yeah. that's going to go through their head. <laughs> right. Right. So, and I, I, mean, I heard parents like, come on, come on, you, you, come on, you, you can go to the top. You can do it. You know, and the child's like, no, you know, and now there's some times where that can work and that encouragement, but you have to know your child too. I will say, what happens, though, is that we end up often probably, I think more often than not, parents give up too early. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, OK, you know, don't worry about it. But at the same time saying, hey, I, I think it would be valuable for you to try it. Yeah. You know, and then they'll they might fight it and fight it and fight it. Now, it's <laughs> it's funny because it's kind of I'm talking out of both ends here. Sure. yeah, Yeah. Because the number five one is facing your fears. So. There is this line where you want them to face their fears, but you have to use that judgment because, Uh I mean, I have seen situations with my own children where they were really, really scared. I've encouraged them and I could see that they're really scared. And in fact, even on this climbing wall Mm -hmm. and they ended up doing it, but I could see it took them like it was up to them. And I kind of, I just had to back off and say that. Yeah. <laughs> I even had my, one of my children yell at me, like, mm-hmm. back off, you know, like, <laughs> I'll do it if I want yeah, to. Yo, let, you me, know? let me let so, process everything. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Like, I got it. And basically it was like, hey, I'm, I'm confident that you can do it, but it's up to you if you want to do it. And, you know, and I don't know exactly the technique for when you have like a barking dog and the child is scared, Mm. but maybe you're able to find a nice dog, Mm. (laughs) you know? And so if they have a terror of dogs, Mm. you let you help them face their fear. I mean, like if they have a, they're terrorized of dogs, you find a nice, you know, golden retriever. That's not going to do anything and take them to the pet store. And, you know, they're going to fight, 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 and then realize, Oh, this dog's nice. Yeah. You know, I mean, but sometimes our anxieties are for good reason.
1: <laughs> you know, Yeah. A dog bit them. Like, yeah. You know? some dogs biting or was a like gnashing teeth or whatever. Like, yeah, that's a good fear to have. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the, the hard part with all of this is the parent is that like you have to, you have to sort of use this judgment all the time of like, is this good for them or not? Because if you're constantly removing them from the anxiety, right. They're never going to get over it. Correct. They're yeah. never going to get over it. So yeah. there's a little bit of tough love there. Yeah but not so tough that you're beating them down. Right. And you know, crushing their spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you do have to be a little tough. Yeah. Um, but that's why I said, like, you kind of have to to do it and, and, you know, and for some kids that have like anxieties and stuff, that's why it perpetuates itself is Mm -hmm. because they never really get a chance to go over it, Mm -hmm. you know, and, or get over it and they're never really facing their fears. And they, and they, so maybe there, you have to be creative in a way that you can help them face their fear in a safe way. Right. You know, it's like somebody has a fear of an elevator. It's like, you know, they go up, you know, one floor first, you yeah, know, or you yeah. step in the elevator and then step out or like, yeah. you know, what I mean, it's like you're not going to get over it unless you do it. Right.
1: And that's you know? that a lot of psychologists will even tell you that. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you have certain phobias, you gotta have to take the first step by to getting a little bit of what you're afraid of absorbed into your daily routine. Right. And so that happens with that. Yes. Yeah, so right. I can see that happening with kids.
0: Yeah. So the other thing, number six, I'd say that I felt was valuable for me was not to make it a big deal. So in the example of the climbing tower, they don't want to do it. You're like, all right, cool. All right. What do you want to do next? Yeah. Like it's not like, oh, well you should have done it. Um, You know, and like you're, you're, you're really making this a big deal and you're focusing in on this. It's like, Okay, well, you don't want to do it. Fine, let's go. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to sit here. You don't have to cry. You don't have to whine about it. Like, it's not a huge, like we're done. Mm. It's not a big deal. And so that's another thing too is, um, you know, maybe one of the things I've always said is, hey, well, maybe we'll try next time, Mm. you know? And then, um, you know, the other thing is to, along with making it, you know, not making it a big deal um, is you want to talk about it. Mm. So you're talking about it, though, in a very calm way. Mm. And that's why you're not making it a big deal. So right. you're just kind of saying, yeah, you know, hey, I get it. Like, let's do it. Or, you know, let's move on. So yeah. Um, then the number seven is being empathetic. So saying, don't worry, everything's fine, or relax is not going to really help them. Mm. You know, when you have a bunch of anxiety and somebody says, relax, <laughs> or, hey, don't worry, Like, does that make you feel any better? Right. No, it doesn't. It's, it's, you're going to feel better when they understand you and they say, Hey, I understand this is scary. Yeah. You know, it can be really scary to climb that wall. I can see it's really high up. Yeah. But I think you're totally capable of it. You know, and that's the, the encouragement part is like, you know, I, I think you're totally capable of it. How about you try it and just see how, like I said, see how far you can go. Right. So giving them that empathy is really that's an important aspect also, too, is just letting them know, yeah, that is pretty scary or, you know, what a barking dog. I I totally understand why you're scared of it. Mm. Like I would that that does make sense that you're like and then they're kind of like, oh, okay, like I'm not weird. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're not crazy mm-hmm. for feeling the way you feel. Right. And, but let's and, get over it. So, yeah. There's a, yeah. But suck it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but that, yeah, just feeling validation is a, is the first step. Well, that you just made a good yeah. one. Like that suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not going to make somebody feel better. right.
1: And Yeah. I never liked when people would say that to their friends or family or whatever it is. You know, it right. just bugged me. It's like, look, you know, yeah, everyone has their own version of sucking it up. you know, if I did <laughs> something mean to you or if I overpowered you in some weird way, um, well, you just suck it up. I'm, waist, I'm like twice as strong as you. So like, right. well, now, what are you going to say now? i have you an arm lock. Suck it up. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop.
0: You know, how about I figure out a way where you could actually figure out how to get out of the situation? Right. <laughs> Number eight, explain the feelings that they have. That's kind of a combo. Explain the feelings that they have, but also make them positive. So one of the things I think I learned early on was this fight or flight thing. And like adrenaline and anxiety. Mm-hmm. I remember I kind of remember my parents saying that where it's like because I would be really nervous when I was a competitive swimmer when I was really young and I remember being nervous and that was like explained to me that like that helps you get ready. Mm-hmm. It's like it was a positive thing. It yeah. wasn't a bad thing to have those butterflies and the anxiety. It was like, no, that's what your body does yeah. to prepare you for an event or pre- to prepare you to take action or to prepare you to overcome something. Yeah, That's what your body does. And it's a very natural thing. And everybody feels that, yeah. you know, so that's something, too, where you can take those feelings that would typically be thought of as negative and turn them into a positive and help them understand that. It's totally normal to be scared. Sure. And that's what your body does. Your body has these weird feelings and sometimes it's in your stomach. Sometimes it's in your chest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's in your head. You're going to be okay. It's not, you know, the end of the world, Um, but it can feel weird. Yep. And that's, that's, you know, and that's a good way of doing it and and turn it into a positive. It's the adrenaline, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. And then the uh, number nine is use positive reinforcement. So when they do something and they overcome, even if it's just a little bit like, oh, they got on the wall and then they came down or, you know, hey, they went and they pet the dog real quick, like do a bunch of positive reinforcement and make it a big deal. Now, not saying do not say you're proud. Mm. You just say, hey, you just did that. Mm. You know, how did that feel? Yeah, like You did that all on your own. You overcame that fear that you had. It's all like, make sure it's, it is about them and them overcoming the fear. And they're the ones who did it. It has nothing to do with you saying, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my little, that you are such a big girl. Yeah. Like that, that's not what you're saying. You're saying is that you did it. You're the one who overcame it. You should be proud of yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. gives me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if anybody has input on some ways maybe that they have overcame anxiety or even if they've had some difficulties with it Alan what should they do they should email us podcast at
1: daduniversity.com maybe hit us up on our social media channels dad university or dad univ that's pretty much all of them Twitter Facebook Instagram etc um, make sure you go to YouTube though because there's a lot of great videos on there and then we probably have some that cover different aspects of anxiety and you want to take a look um, maybe leave some comments in those sections, but please subscribe. That actually helps out um, with our, our listener base and, and people viewing those videos. And if nothing else, you're, and you're listening to us on one of the many podcatchers that we are now on, uh, please subscribe to that podcatcher and um, you know, leave us a review or some five stars or uh, maybe just a little comment saying keep up the good work. Five stars are good. or, or Yeah, or whatever it is. It, it really The interaction really helps perpetuate the show and maybe you should share with some friends and, and see what they think
0: as well. Cool. Well, Alan, as always, thank you. Thank you. And we'll